You're at a dinner where everyone is dressed nicely, the lighting is sexy and dim, and everybody around the table is having a good time. But you can't help but notice that for the past 35 minutes, the conversation has centered around everyone's kids. And maybe that would be okay if you had children too, but you don't. And you don't plan to anytime soon. Here on the Friend Forward podcast, we've had episodes about infertility, about how to support friends who are on challenging journeys toward trying to have children. But we haven't spoken too much about friends who actively choose not to go down the parenting path and the silent judgments that we might make about those friends. Today on the podcast, I'm sharing my interview with Ruby Warrington, who is a journalist and author of the book, Women Without Kids. Her conversation really got me thinking, and I'm so eager to share it with you. So in this episode, you will learn, one, reasons why some women are choosing to be child-free, two, some of the assumptions that we make about friends who make this choice, and three, how to foster understanding and support in friendships where one has children and the other definitely, definitely does not want to. Because how we stay connected during this divide can make all the difference. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Friend Forward Podcast, powered by BetterFemaleFriendships.com. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, educator, and author of the upcoming book, Fighting for Our Friendships. And it's my job to share the science of women's conflict and connection. So when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding these kinds of relationships, I am here to help you through it. We typically form our closest friendships around the activities that we are engaged in, right? We make really good friends at school, at college, perhaps through various different hobbies we have. And of course, as women mature throughout their 20s into their 30s and people start to have children, often people's children and the activities of their children, be it school, after school activities, become a central focus and a place that they then make their closest connections and friendships. And so when a person decides not to have a child and not to go with her friend on that same journey, there's automatically going to just be this rupture in the friendship because we're going to be spending our time doing different things. I think something else that I've heard is that oftentimes when we make a different decision from our friends, it can feel like we are somehow rejecting them. Us saying, I don't want that thing that you want can feel kind of like a rejection to the person you're saying that to, even though it's not intended in that way. The choice not to have a child is incredibly personal. You know, People don't land on this choice lightly. It can result of many years of deep soul searching about, is this the right path for me? But for a friend who's really excited about becoming a mother, really loves being a mother, you deciding, I don't want that myself can sort of feel like a rejection. Can you feel almost the energy of rejection in that, even though it's not intended that way? And so I think that, yes, I've heard from multiple people and experience for myself as well, just this divide that can open up when one of you has children and then others don't. And what I wanted to do with the book was really to encourage people to talk about what's going on. Don't assume that because somebody's choosing a different path for you or expressing different preferences or following different things in their life means that you can't still maintain your friendship. It will likely change, shift, and maintaining the friendship that you've developed over years before that point 
It's going to probably take a little bit of work. There might be some adjustment. And really, really key is communication. Communication about what's happening, why it's happening, sharing this is what's coming up for me, and really, really trying not to take any of it personally, which I think is great advice for one who's kind of navigating ruptures and rifts and changes in their friendships in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I love hearing you talk about the ways that we can still manage to find a way to stay connected in spite of having different choices. And and I'll be honest with you, I know it's something that a lot of women might say and that we intellectually are aware of. Yes, my friends are going to make different choices than I do. And that's fine. And I accept that. And the feminist side of me says, of course, every woman can choose for herself. But then sometimes we sense that silent judgment of she's Mm. selfish. She Mm -hmm. will never really know what like real love is because, you know, or or the extent or capacity of love if she doesn't have children. Do some of these judgments that we have maybe downloaded and are aware of about a woman who doesn't have a child and a woman who chooses not to have children, those silent judgments we make and then the silent chasms that appear Mm. because of that, despite our words saying, I, I'm totally fine and accept your chosen lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Which is where communication and actually having conversations is really, really key. As somebody who never really wanted to be a mom, I always felt very different. And I remember my high school best friend, we had kind of like done everything together. I used to spend most of my time at her house. We got married two weeks apart. And I remember after she got married, she came around to my house and was talking about how they were going to start trying like really soon. And I guess I was 26, 27 at this point. And I said to her, oh, no, that's not on the agenda for me. And she was shocked, genuinely shocked. And it shocks me now that we hadn't ever had that conversation up to that point. But it had been such an expectation on her part that this is what we would do because we are women that she never thought to ask the question. And I think that I'd never thought to have that conversation with her either because I had accepted by that point that me not wanting to be a mother. I'm always just going to be different. No one's ever going to understand. I just need to get on with it and just do my own thing. But actually, this woman is one of the people who, where I'm sharing about the book online, has been most excited about reading it. Mm. I'm really excited to read this and understand better. And I think that is a really important piece of overcoming those judgments, which are often very conditioned Mm -hmm. judgments. We're conditioned to see certain choices, particularly a choice as life-changing and intrinsic to humanity as whether or not we have a child. We've got all this conditioned kind of judgments around it, like you said. So only when we vocalize and actually get into conversation with each other about where those judgments come from, whether or not they're true, the actual genuine reasons that someone might be choosing not to have a child, you know, that's how we overcome those judgments and prejudice. Honestly, you're talking about Mm. prejudice, right? So how we overcome prejudice is we actually ask a question, we get curious, like what's really going on for you? Like what's behind this decision? How can I understand better why you might not want this? So yeah, conversation throughout. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad that you gave that example of a friend who has children, but is so eager to read this because, you know, as a woman with two children, I have started to notice increasingly through conversations like this and, and reading more articles on the subject, it has made me aware of how it has become the default to expect that if you've got baby-related stuff going on, that your friends adopt those interests and that they automatically understand and they work around your schedule because you've got the kids. Like, it's just assumed, well, well, I have children, so... You know, but I feel like this is kind of a call to action for those who are listening who do have children to kind of examine how passive maybe we have been in certain aspects in our friendships 
with women who maybe don't have kids, you know, if mm-hmm. we go to a group dinner, you know, I've been to multiple group dinners where there are, are moms and then there's one woman who is not a mother and the conversation, 90% of it's about the kids and just being mindful in those ways. And so I appreciate on both sides of the spectrum how this conversation is beneficial. Absolutely. And I think one thing that friends who've got kids, I've repeatedly heard throughout the years, will have said to me, oh, it's so nice to see you tonight. I don't have to talk about kid stuff. Oh, it's mm-hmm. actually really nice to get a break from that tonight. Tell me about what's going on in your world. And I kind of see that as sort of like my role in some of my mum friends' worlds, you know, people who might have felt maybe consumed by motherhood, who are loving being mothers, but it's become their whole world. I think in my experience, for some people, it can be kind of refreshing and nice just to sort of like touch base with the person I am without my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm the person they talk about the books they're reading or the places they want to go or the ideas they've got for side businesses they want to start putting some energy into once they've got the time. People that come to me for relationship advice, you know, although obviously how kids or not having kids impact our romantic relationships, whole other subject. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And I hear you. Like, I appreciate hearing you talk about how you're connecting with your mom friend. Tell me a little bit about how having other child-free friends has been Mm -hmm. helpful to you because I know there are women listening who are in your same space and they're like, okay, I'm loving this conversation. It's more validating for my experience and the the goals that I have for my life. But how do I find other women who kind of share this same view? What would your, you know, vision or your thoughts to them be? Well, I mean, honestly, this is one of the reasons I wanted to write the book. The subhead is the, the revolutionary rise of an unsung sisterhood. And I kind of feel like you just described, you know, this situation where you're there with all your friends and there's the one woman without kids. Put yourself in her shoes for a moment and just imagine how much of an outsider she likely feels in that situation maybe how hard it has been for her to find other people who don't have children, you know? And so, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to write the book was to help other women without kids kind of find each other. I think like I started off by talking about, often we make our deepest connections through activities and interests that we share with other people. And there's a lot out there for parents, right? (laughs) There's obviously school, but then there's all kinds of groups, play groups, all sorts of activities geared towards parents having things to do with their kids and and meet each other and support each other that doesn't exist for people who don't have kids. And this is a growing demographic. You know, currently at time of talking, 50% of women in the United States do not have children. Now we're talking about women aged from like 18 to 75. So many of them may go on to become parents, but this is a huge demographic many of whom won't become parents. So how do we find each other? What do we have to connect over when we're identified in society as this thing that is lacking from our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, my hope is that from this book coming out, people will join together in book clubs to talk about it. There's obviously a a lot of stuff happening in places like TikTok, people talking about being child-free and why they're child-free and hopefully helping people kind of find each other in these spaces. But yeah, I think that's a whole, that's a whole kind of a social area that has been completely untapped. You have to be super intentional and very directed about actually making the outreach, something I've instigated with a, a woman I've befriended here in my new city who actually went through several rounds of IVF and then decided not to continue after it didn't work out for her. So it was coming to terms with being a woman without kids. We've instigated like a, every other Sunday we meet for a walk, like no matter what, it's just in the calendar. And like next weekend, she's going to invite another friend who's in town. And I'm hoping that more people might join this kind of regular 
women without kids Sunday walk. You know, it could be as simple as that. But I think being proactive and recognizing that these friendships with other child-free people are probably like less likely to just happen because you're not going to just meet each other because you're in the school playground together or because you're at an after-school club together or whatever it might be. Right, right. Yeah, so true. Let me ask you, as you put this book together, all these interviews and things you're learning, what surprised you most when you kind of dove into this subject? Honestly, I think what surprised me most, part of my reasoning was I really did want to get into the deepest kind of like, why did I not want to have children? Like, that's a question I've been asked constantly throughout my life. Why don't you want to have kids? And honestly, the only answer I ever really needed was I just don't. I felt really confident and comfortable in this knowing. But as I've got older, I have become curious myself. Like, why did I not want to do this thing that is so fundamental to our humanity in many ways, right? And what I realized was actually, I think I've always just had a really strong awareness of how hard it can be to be a mom, how unsupported mothers often are in their mothering, how much is expected of mothers, how much comparison there is among mothers, how mothers are judged in their mothering. And I think a big part of me just didn't feel capable, didn't want to take that on, knew that it would actually be a real struggle for me to be a mother. And within that, this realization of how hard it is for mothers, how much mothers are expected to just shoulder and get on with because they're women, because they're mothers. And so that has been the biggest kind of like realization. And I think a big part of the big mission of the book was to kind of really recognize like how important and how difficult mothering and parenting is and to really raise awareness around how unsupported women are oftentimes in their mothering. And so a call within that to women without kids to think about how can I support the other mothers in my life? Even if it is being there to be that kind of like Sunday afternoon coffee escape from all my motherhood roles, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And hopefully spark even a bigger conversation sort of nationally about like how we can better support mothers and their children ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that is reason enough. And I know there are several women who are listening and they're like, amen to that. And I choose, (laughs) no, I'm not opting in, (laughs) which I totally, totally understand. Now, before I give you this homework here to close out this week's episode, I want to note that there is more to this conversation that I had with Ruby, but we're reserving that along with study guides, questions, and activities in our private group chat. You can join anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com to get more deeply plugged in to this content. But for now, here's your homework. Listen closely. To listeners with children, I want you to honestly ask yourself, what silent judgments or assumptions have you made of friends who choose not to have children? And how might those assumptions impact the way that you engage with her? For listeners without children who actively choose to be child-free, How can you be intentional about creating friendships where the path that you've chosen for your life is understood and affirmed by those around you, where you don't have to constantly explain or justify or persuade or shrink? You can either create these friendships by being more communicative in your existing friendships with people who either do or don't have children, or by becoming intentional, as Ruby suggested earlier in the interview, about positioning yourself in spaces where people share the same vision for their lives, where you find that you're among company who understand and can affirm that part of yourself. It's just something to think about to get us all feeling more connected and understood in our relationships with other women. 
So if this is especially resonating with you, you know I love a good voice note. Come tell me all about it over on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson or join our weekly lives every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TikTok at The Friendship Expert. Or you can visit us anytime and even book a one-on-one session over on our website at betterfemalefriendships.com. Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.